Hello everyone and welcome to our new format uh, live stream version of the IACast. This is episode 148 of the IACast. My name is Michael Doeys and I'm here with Megan Hargrave. Good day everyone. Jason Earls. Hello everyone. <laughs> hey, and stop watching me. <laughs> hey, I, I can't follow that. <laughs> hey y'all. <laughs> Well, we, we have not had a podcast for a while because we've been uh, uh, planning this nice new format, and uh, we're on YouTube for the first time, and we're going to be from here on out, and uh, that's how we're going to live stream our shows, and I think this is really exciting. Um, I've actually been on the live stream um, to hear before we started broadcasting to see how it sounded, and it sounded really good, and we didn't have to do a lot of work. Imagine that, guys. Fine by me. Oh, I'm what? all about not doing a lot of work. I <laughs> like this. Work smarter, not harder, right? That's right. This is going to be an awesome show because last week we just got the announcements of all the iPhones. And that's uh, last week at the time of this recording. And we found out about the HomePod Mini, or as I like to call it, the, the chubby HomePod. it's it's round at the bottom and kind of thins out at the top to me and it's flat at the top so um (laughs) it's pear shaped it kind of yeah it kind of is i thought it it was apple shaped it kind of looks like an apple or pear but it kind of looks like the reverse of the amazon echo devices that just came out this year whereas they're more flat on the bottom uh these are more flat on the top it's interesting because it it has really good sound, but not as good. But it's $99, and the reason why they have it at the price point is they want people to go out and buy more of them, right? So, Well, yeah, of course. You know, entry-level HomePod and stuff. Now, also, you know, there are a lot of people saying that it doesn't sound as good. Basically, we are all suspecting that it's not going to sound as good. Yeah, it's not Because of the smaller size, because of the... I guess lack of woofer that the uh, big HomePod has, because it's a it's two radiator drivers I think, whereas the HomePod has the you know woofer and the seven tweeters around the bottom, the big HomePod does. But I'm still kind of glad to see that it exists, even if I don't buy one. But I certainly want to hear one and compare it to the sound of the big one. Agreed. Me too. Because I'm just that way, and all of you are getting (laughs) new phones and I can't. So. I'm, I'm like, still gonna say no. I just um, I've I've got enough devices in my house. Um, it they're good enough for me. I've got a bunch of you know Echo speakers around the house, and I can play music everywhere. And I'm I'm perfectly happy with the way I have things set up now. And I'm just still not interested in a HomePod. No, I just want to point out that your excuse of not being able to listen to Pandora on it will officially be moot as of HomePod OS 14. This is true. But it's still not going to sway me. (laughs) Sorry, Apple. I'm really hoping for Spotify on that. Yeah, I don't think it's um, one of the... There's a a list somewhere of the the services that Apple announced that are going to be available for the HomePods. Um, But, I mean... I guess they're going to give third-party services the ability to integrate with the HomePod. So Spotify very well could be, even if it's not available at launch. But who knows, you know, what their plans are, considering that there are 
individuals that have and companies, I'm assuming, that have access to the HomePod betas. So who knows? And I'm just excited to see where they go with it. The neat thing is you'll be able to use the iPhone uh, U1 chip and point it at your HomePod to hand off music. You can already do something similar, but I wonder how that's going to change that. Yeah, me too, because it really sounds very similar to the experience that we already have with the bigger HomePods. You know, this is the second Apple event, and, you know, we've had, you know, Google has had their event with the Pixel 5, and we've got 5G on Pixel phones, and uh, so it. the question is, were iPhones going to get 5G this year? And the answer is yes, but in a different way than we expected. And it's very interesting uh, because our iPhones have um, the built-in technology for MM Wave, but we're the only ones. Did you know that, Jason? I knew that. I thought you were talking about our phones as in like our existing iPhones that we already have. No, I was no, like, no, wait, no. what? The new iPhones coming <laughs> yeah, you out. Totally the iPhone 12 uh, in the U.S. is the only one getting the MM Wave uh, radios. Yeah, and apparently so, there's like a patch or something on the iPhone where the mm-hmm. antennas for MM Wave is that aren't going to exist on the non-US variants of the uh, iPhone due to the lack of MM Wave. So like Megan, you buy an iPhone there, you will not have the option to use MM Wave, which Hmm. is very interesting. I'll get to my feelings on that later in the show. So Apple... All aboard the Jason train! (laughs) (laughs) Apple spent a lot of time, um, you know, on this event talking about the new phones. And they have... What is it? Four phones: the iPhone yep. 12 Mini, yep. the um, 12, the 12 Pro, and the 12 Pro Max. And they're all pretty awesome phones because they all have the same technologies in them. Uh, have any of you guys purchased any of these new phones yet? Not yet. Yes, I uh, pre-ordered the 12 Pro. In my dreams, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Megan has begged me to buy her one. <laughs> for like a week on multiple now. occasions. On oh, multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah, but she ha- Megan, you have the Apple Watch Series 6. Yeah, I splurged right. a little on that one. <laughs> so what do you think about the Series 6 compared to the one you had? I went and I had the 4 and I got the 40 millimeter Watch 6. Um and I love it. I'm. I notice a pretty big speed increase, um, and the speaker is slightly better than it, than the four, which is kind of cool. If you have a sh- um, a shower with it or something like that, I find the water gets out of it really quickly, which is quite nice. Um, I just quite enjoy it. It's you a definitely really good. Good increases in battery time too, didn't you? Yeah, it does have a nice increase in battery time. I can get probably that's probably the best feature actually. Um, with doing three or four workouts, I can probably get thirty six hours out of it before I need to start thinking about plugging it in because it's about twenty percent. Now, see, you you talk like that, and it gets me to want to buy the watch. <laughs> no, Michael. I'm trying no. to hold out for next year's Michael, watch. No. Bad, Michael. No. You're getting the phone. You, <clears throat> that's you, right. You're getting a phone. You'll be so okay. I, I will be pre-ordering the new phone, uh, the iPhone um, 12 Pro Max. In Pacific Blue, they have new colors this year, folks. 
I almost went with that one. I, I went back and forth between the blue and the silver and finally went with the silver, but I, I considered the blue. If I were, if, Le- if Leslie were to buy me an iPhone 12 Pro. Hint, 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 wink, nudge, <laughs> poke. <laughs> you forgot slow. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would probably get the blue because I really like blue. But at the same time, it looks weird as, like, my iPod. So um, I would definitely be in the same position as you, Leslie. I'd have that debate. See, for me, it would be a toss-up between the graphite or the silver. Like, my current phone is um, a silver iPhone 11 Pro Max. And I really find that I like the wider... um, not the wider size of the screen necessarily, but it translates into a wider shell. And I find I like the extra width when I'm holding the phone because I don't have tiny hands. And um, I feel like I have a more secure hold on it. So I feel like I'm probably going to lean towards the iPhone 12 Pro Max. But if the 12 or 12 Pro, because I assume they're going to be the same size... Uh, relatively speaking, although I guess the 12 will be a little, uh, pro will be a little bit taller, but you know, if they're relatively similar in size, then, uh, we'll have to see because they did double the entry level storage space on the pro and the pro max to 128 gigs, which is of course up from the standard 64 gigs that we've been seeing for years. But if you're just going with the 12, it does start at 64 yeah. and only maxes out at 256 guys. Right, which was the case of the 11 as well, I think. I would love to have 128 gigs because I'm so close to filling my 64. Really? See, I'm I'm I had 128 with my um with my seven, and then I went down to 64 with my 10s because I didn't even come close to filling up the 128. And I've gone back up with the to the 128 now with the iPhone 12 Pro. But I still feel like it. I won't need that much. I just have so much music on my phone. Like I have like twenty gigs. See, I don't keep a lot of music on my phone. I have a lot of pictures. I stream a lot on my phone. Yeah, but I really stream then, more. But even then, with pictures and videos and things like that, I've taken yeah. my phone is over two hundred fifty-six gigs in space. So it's right at that that margin. So. I like having, me personally, I like having the 512, and now that we have Apple Pro Raw, which is also announced at the event, uh, which is a new format from Apple uh, to take photos, I think I'm going to really have a lot more space taken up on my phone. But Do you really uh, think you're going to shoot in Raw a lot? Yes. Yes, I am. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I um, didn't, even even when I had that as an option uh, when I was doing photography, I very rarely shot in Raw. Yeah, I'll probably... I turned on RAW and the regular RAW format because the iPhone does have RAW. If you go into settings, um, photos, you could turn on RAW format, which is mm-hmm. a, a lot of people don't know is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they'll have this new format that they're still working on uh, that'll come out later this year. And uh, I'm really excited about it. But uh, So different- may I ask a question? Sure. For us non-photo gurus, what is Maybe. RAW? <laughs> Think of it like Wave. Okay, except photo version. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Photo uh, Wave. wave. Cool. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that actually makes so, it sound really cool. Photo Wave. 
Photo wave. Well, Photo basic, wave. Basically, <laughs> what raw means is that it will save a um, a version of the file that's a lot bigger, kind of like a wave file, that is not going to lose um, data when you edit it. Whereas a PNG or uh, some other formats will lose data every time you make an edit and save the file. Mm -hmm. You're you're not going to lose things to compression, and mm -hmm. um, it's not going to degrade as you make changes and save it. In previous years, the the Pro and the Pro Max have been the same phone, but not this year. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, let's start off with battery and. Going from the, the bottom to the top, I believe the iPhone 12 mini gets 12 hours of video list, uh, watching. Uh, yeah, listening. <laughs> I think it... <laughs> Only for those That's of us who I can't do. see the video. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it can detect whether or not you have vision, so it'll like right. play the audio. and be yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Video it's listening. video listening, you get two extra hours of battery. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, um, I think it's... I, I think it's... I think it... It might be 12, and then the 12 is 15 hours. That's correct. And then the 12 Pro, is, is is the 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max, or no, is it, I forget what, one of them is 20 hours, and I thought. The Pro Max is 20. Well, then what's, yeah. the, what's the Pro supposed to be then? Either 15 or 17. I wanted to say 18, because okay, that's logical. <laughs> but uh, 17 and a half. No, no, no. <laughs> no odd numbers, <laughs> please. The, the Pro Max definitely gets more is battery longer. life. I know. <laughs> but it one does, thing and I I considered briefly the Pro Max um, for the the better camera sensor, but if nothing else, but I just I can't make myself carry around a phone that big. I just can't do it. Well. One of the things that I'm really glad to see is that, you know, unlike last year's iPhones, we have the same connectivity options, it seems like, in these phones. Because last year, the uh, iPhone 11 had LTE and it had 2x2 two two MMO, or MO, multi-output. I forget exactly what that is. Um, uh, what the acronym is, I mean. Um, but the iPhone 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max had 4x4, so it's it's nice that the connectivity options appear to be the same across the devices with um, 5G and LTE technologies. I'd kind of wish that the iPhones outside of the U.S. would ha also have the MMWave portion. That way they'd be universal no matter what country they were in. I don't like that... Uh, fragmentation of you ha you're here so you have this iphone you're here so you don't have this iphone i don't like I, that it's a lot more common than you think though i mean I saw not specifically with iPhone, but... may... right i saw a rumor though that the next iphones may actually have mm wave internationally so we'll have to see i'm sure they will and it might be that this is more of a beta test on the verizon side since they push that so much that they're like well let's just put it on the u.s iphone so we can see how verizon does and we could go from there well, I think the MM Wave is going to work for more than just Verizon. Oh, it will, but I think Verizon's doing one of the bigger push uh, yeah. pushes for it. Yeah, yeah, because T-Mobile is uh, they have, I guess, some sort of implementation of MM Wave, um, but they're more focused on the the sub six band of five G, so six hundred megahertz spectrum. 
Um, and honestly, I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, because the good thing about MMWave 5G is that you're going to get higher speeds. You're going to get the highest speeds possible. The downside to MMWave is that because it's a higher wavelength, it's not going to... Um, it's going to be a lot easier to um, have signal interference um, than you will with, like, sub-6. Um, it's still going to be faster than LTE uh, speeds that we're used to, but it's not necessarily going to be as fast as MMWave, and it's going to be interesting to see which standard wins out, if any of them win out. Um, it might be a thing in of the both. Country. It very well could be. But what I think is amazing, and I've been hearing that supposedly these new 5G antennas and, and radios are actually going to help LTE because they're better LTE modems to accommodate these 5G um, radios as well. So that's interesting. Yeah, I personally don't, I mean, unless T-Mobile has some 5G network coverage where I am, I don't think I personally am going to experience that much of a speed difference, but, you know. I, I, I don't know for certain. Personally, I'm not terribly excited about the fact that the iPhone... Like, I'm I'm glad the iPhone has 5G, but 5G's not the reason why I want the iPhone. No, it was definitely not a factor in my decision. So, Jason, why do you want the new iPhone? I want it for its guts. Yeah, that That's sounds very gutsy. gory, but it's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> Middle pictures, man. I just I now want have... it for its guts. Have you, like, in a dark basement, like, picking a phone apart with... I cast Halloween episode. <laughs> I've learned to examine your processor. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just recorded. All yes, right. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, I do. I want I want the iPhone for, for its internal specs. You know, I... Um, the one thing that intrigues me about like the pros over the uh, other iPhones is, and Apple doesn't say this, but I, I guess people have been able to determine that the new phones are going to have six gigs of RAM as opposed to the four gigs of RAM that our current iPhones have. And that's specific to the pros. The iPhone 11, I mean, the iPhone 12 phones are still going to have four gigs of RAM. And before all of the Android people will be like, well, we have phones that have 12 gigs of RAM you know, it's really about. I don't know why I meet Android people that whiny, but um, I was going to say you, really were, about... you weren't pouty enough, Jason. I think you should try that again. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> iPhone doesn't have a hundred and twenty hertz refresh rate. Um, better, much better. Thank you. Right. <laughs> that also just got recorded too. Yep. Yeah. I'm okay with this. I'm goofy. Everybody knows. Um, but you know, the Jason the... rules outtake show. <laughs> right. We could have an entire IACast outtake show that's just Jason. Just Jason. Right. Well, as far as I... I'm concerned, all this stuff can stay in the show. But, um, And the... it will. Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, I'm sure it will. Good. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, so the, uh, the iPhone 12 Pros are supposed to have 6 gigs of RAM. And I'm really interested to see how that affects apps like garage band because you know if i connect um my ipad to uh my keyboard and try to play stuff in garage band it appears that i'm limited to only being able to play four notes at a time or as it's known i uh, have a four note polyphony and um of course i'm 
assuming that's a RAM limitation. So I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see if, if I do get a Pro, um, if having extra RAM will help with that or if it's a limitation of GarageBand itself because I do feel like the smaller screen might make it a little easier to use in some cases. Um, certainly would take up less space. But, uh, and that's just one thing that having extra RAM can help with, potentially. And so As far as, you know, Android users and RAM, you know, they have the extra RAM on their phones, but a lot of people don't realize, like, oh, I've got 12 gigs of RAM in my Android phone. Yeah, but take that amount minus six for Java in the other JVM stuff, and then you get how much you're actually able to use for your apps. So, yeah, or that's that's a thing. Put another way, my iPhone still kicks your Galaxy's butt with less RAM. Now, in saying that, though, there are things, again, you can do with Android you can't do on iPhone. Yeah, of course. But, you know... I was going to say, we're not pro-Apple at all. No. <laughs> well, you know, this show originally started out as a really pro-Apple show. And right. And we've always kind of done more Apple-esque stuff. But I think there's merit with Google, because if without Android, let's face it, guys, we wouldn't have all of the things. We wouldn't have Oh, no, we probably wouldn't have... Wi- exactly, I was about to we say that. We wouldn't have... <laughs> shortcuts we wouldn't have um all these things uh control center came from android Uh, Mm -hmm. all these things and uh, we would not have it without um android so competition folks makes it what it is and ios has just benefited from it i pick on android a lot but i do think that we need competition. I'm very glad that it exists. I actually have an Android phone, Gasp. It is not my primary device, um, but you know I do like seeing the changes that, that happen. It's come a long way since uh, Android, uh, what did I start with, 2.2, Froyo? So, you know, it's, 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 it's a viable option, but I, I have a duty to pick on it. I just, you know. Well, and it's interesting where phones are going. You know, we're we're going to get to a point where our phones are basically tablets. You know, look at the folding phones and all those things. Um, you know, the reason why I'm buying the Pro Max is because of the camera. One thing that's neat about all the Pro models is they have a new LiDAR sensor, which is on the iPad Pro, where it will detect how far away an object is from you. And I see so many developer options there for building awesome apps. So I'm really excited about trying those kind of APIs in Xcode and seeing what we could do. But the other thing is, is that the new camera has uh, on the Pro Max a bigger sensor and has uh, image uh, in-body image stabilization, uh, which is not on any of the other models. So I'm very interested, interested to see what uh, those will let us do. So... I'm pretty excited about what we're going to get there. It's really an awesome uh, new phone. And, of course, it's blue. Now, what a lot of people out there may not know is how these new phones look. And they're a total redesign from the rounded edges that we've seen on so many iPhones before. All of these look like the iPad Pro and the iPad Air, uh, which is basically kind of the iPhone 5 look. Um, And... All of the screens are the same, the OLED display. Um, they, um, so all of them from the iPhone 12 mini all the way up to the Pro Max are the same type of screen. 
and they have this new ceramic shield on the front plate of glass, folks, not the back, just the front. And it's supposed to uh, help against shattering your phone screen, uh, but they don't say anything about scratches. And on the Pro models, you have the stainless steel, which is going to be flat instead of rounded. So I don't think it's going to be as shiny as it has been, which I kind of miss. I, I will miss that. I like the shiny look. But it's interesting how these new phones are going to look more like iPads than uh, iPhones. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interested, interesting to see the um, flatter design of the phones because I've gotten so used to the uh, curved edges of the uh, current iPhones. And, um, you know, it was it was honestly a change that I had kind of enjoyed um, coming from the uh, 5S. So it'll it'll be interesting. So here's a question. What do you guys think about MagSafe and its potential on the iPhones? Yes, iPhones, not just the Pros. It's on all of them. My prediction is it's going to kill the uh, data port on the phone. I could be wrong, and I hope I am. But I feel like that this is kind of a beta test to see how well that technology takes off and works before they just say, well, we don't need a cable in the box either unless it's this one uh, thing that goes on the back of your phone. I'm intrigued and i want to look more into it um but i i just don't know how i feel about it yet i like it though because you know it's it's going to eliminate the a problem that i don't have because i don't have a wireless charger but i could totally see me doing this um the problem where you set your phone on the charger it's not quite lined up right and then you wake up in the morning either to find that your phone is warm or that it's you know not charged. Not charged. Yeah, I have that problem um, pretty frequently. But the MagSafe technology is supposed to help with that. Um, it's interesting because the um, the MagSafe charger that Apple announced at the uh, keynote, you will be able to purchase it for $39. Um, you will also be able to get a MagSafe Duo charger, which is designed to charge the iPhone and the Apple Watch. One of the things that I think would can be really I have, cool. Can I have? Can I have? Oh, what? Uh, not yet. No. It's available for pre-order, or at least it will be available for pre-order. I don't remember what its status is. Um, Probably can't use it it's, with the 10s. It's you not actually coming. Can. The uh, MagSafe stuff is not coming out until uh, the same time as the the Max and the Mini. Okay, but yeah, the MagSafe chargers will be backwards compatible with older phones. They just won't That's charge. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I do like that. You just won't get the magnet I part. Um, it'll also charge at a slower rate. These new chargers and phones will be able to charge at 15 watts, so they'll down charge, I guess. I was going to say downgrade, but it's not the right word. Um, they'll slow down to 15 watts. I mean, uh, 7 watts of charging from 15 watts for um, older devices, so they will be compatible. Wow, Still I didn't cool, know that. Though. Oh, I, yeah. My issue with it at the moment is that you know, I've ordered the Pro, so I'm going to get it potentially, if I did want to get the MagSafe stuff, I'm going to get the phone potentially like a couple of weeks before the MagSafe comes out. And I'm like, well, okay, so do I, you know, get a case and get all this other stuff to protect my phone initially and then have to yeah. buy more stuff later? Or Yeah, you get a case, you get a MagSafe case. Well, I can't get a MagSafe case for a couple of weeks, though. Well, don't drop it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, actually, I'm not really bad about dropping my phone. I'm, I'm worse about losing it. 
That is one thing Ceramic Shield won't be able to help you with. No, it will not. Um, yeah, I have a, I have a bigger problem with laying it down, especially when I'm using my AirPods and I lay it down somewhere and I'm walking around the house talking and then going, uh, where'd it go? <laughs> I actually would like to see, and I don't know, I'm assuming this is just for power, but if it is for data too, it would be really interesting to see sort of some type situation for the iPhone. So like you have a case that has a a keyboard that could somehow attach, although I guess that wouldn't work because of the way the magnets are shaped. But it would still be cool to be able to have an iPhone powering the keyboard just like the smart keyboards do for the iPad Pros and, well, I guess the iPads in general now. Well, iPad Air and iPad Pro. Yeah, iPad Air and iPad Pro. That's right, the Mini doesn't. Let me ask you all this before we start ending up ending for today because we've actually been talking about this for a good little while. <laughs> what has been your favorite device from both events, the watch event and this one? So that means Apple Watch Series 6, iPad Air, iPad uh, HomePod Mini, and all the new phones. What do you think is your favorite device? I was going to say, does Beats Flex not count? Oh, yeah. So we do have the Beats Flex. Um, $50 headphones from Beats. And I don't know. They're cheap headphones, but I've heard they don't have the audio quality. $50, 12 hours of battery life. W1 chip, auto switching, they charge via USB-C. So, I mean, you know, they, they do the auto-pausing stuff of the AirPods. I don't know if that would be my device, though. Um, I think my device would actually be the iPhone... Hmm. The... I guess the iPhone... I don't know, actually. I guess the iPhone 12 Pro slash 12 Pro Max. I'm kind of lumping them together. For me, probably is the Watch Series 6, just because I have it and I've been able to play with it. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my that's my pick, okay? I didn't get the watch this year because um, I, I try to alternate buying a watch one year and a phone the next. Um, I don't know if I would have um, liked it enough to buy it this year so i i think for me i'm gonna have to go uh with the 12 pro or 12 pro max as far as the phones go just for the camera stuff i think the watch is a that's like a good nice upgrade if you have a four or earlier sure absolutely. oh yeah definitely definitely but yeah, i you I know agree. i have a five so um for me it wasn't as big of an upgrade and for me i think the pro the 12 pro max is kind of my device of choice so far, but I think we have one more event coming for Max, so uh, we'll have to stay tuned to see if Jason gets his uh, rumored uh, uh, Apple, what's it called, AirPod Studio. Yeah, I've heard delays. I mean, rumors about. De I've heard delays about rumors. Um, <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> Whisper faster. <laughs> right. No, I've heard. I've heard rumors about. Um, that they that saying that they may be delayed till March, so it'll be interesting to see if they are even announced um, at this event. I think that's going to do it for this episode of the IA Cast. This has been an awesome, well, uh, well done live stream on YouTube for the IA Cast, and I think we're going to keep with this format. Although I will be better prepared next time and not have it uh, um, slowly transition to nighttime <laughs> in my video view. 
we're going to probably do these on Sundays uh, at our usual time. We'll be streaming to YouTube. Uh, I'm going to try to get a uh, article up in the iAccessibility app that links to the live stream so people can watch it there. And uh, we'll, we'll have all that stuff going a little bit better next time. This was just a mock run. And so uh, what we're also going to do is start integrating the iAccessibility tech chats uh, that we had on Mondays into this. So after the podcast, we will break out um, and let people in um, to join us to talk about the doors the are open. Well, they're not open tonight. But <laughs> well, not they, tonight, but that's what, um, that was what it, it will be say open. When. And so the IACast is going to move to a regular two-week program. And so we will be back in two weeks for another episode. So before we get going for the day, uh, we want to do our customary picks for the week. Um, so, uh, Jason, you want to start us off with what your pick is and where can people find you online? My pick is a project. Um, it's, it's, it's an experiment that Google is doing called Tone Transfer. And uh, it's, it's really cool. Tone Transfer is a tool that allows you to um, record or use pre-existing recordings, um, audio, and then using machine learning algorithms you will then hear those pitches translated as notes that are played on a select list of instruments. So, um, like if I, uh, for instance, if I sang like, la, 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 and then played that recording back, you would hear those notes as either, let's see, what are the instruments again? I think they have like a, a trumpet. I think they have a saxophone. They have a flute. No, it's a trumpet a flute, a violin, and maybe it is a saxophone. I think there's four. But um, you can play with it now. It is not something you're going to be able to play with in Safari, so you're going to need like a... Uh, I don't know if Chrome for iOS would work, but you'll need at least an Android phone, definitely, if you want to use it on mobile. Um, you, can use it, you can use it on the desktop. I was using it on my Pixelbook. Um, so... Uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting and fun to play with. You can incorporate it into sounds and do all kinds of things with it. So Tone Transfer is my pick. As far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JDE, that's Juliet Delta Echo 91. I ask that if you add me to social media... Please let me know that you have found me from the IA cast. Megan, what is your pick and where can people find you online? My pick for this week is the Bobaverse book series by Dennis E. Taylor. Um, it's a, I'd say it's fantasy, yeah, sci-fi-ish. Um, I don't really know what genre it is, but... Um, totally sci-fi. Oh yeah, it's, totally sci-fi. All right. It's 100% sci-fi. Whatever these guys say, just believe them, not me. Besides the fact it's just a wonderful series, I'm almost done the latest book that just came out. Uh, it's like 16 hours long, so uh, I've been binging that the last few days. Um, so yeah, look it up. Uh, anyway, as for where you can find me online, you can 
email me at megan at iaccessibility.net. That is M-E-A-G-H-A-N at iaccessibility.net. You can follow me on the Twitter things at meganh13, M-E-A-G-H-A-N-H-13. All right, Leslie, what about you? So I also have a book to pick this time, and it is the latest book in the Harry Dresden series by Jim Butcher called Battleground. And uh, for anyone who's read the other book in this series that came out a few months ago, Peace Talks, um, definitely leads you in to the latest book. And um, it's, it's just epic. I mean, there's no other words for it. It's an amazing book. Um, one of those stories that, that really just brings out all your emotions and of laughing and crying and feeling for the characters and um, really delves deep into um, what the characters are going through. And so uh, just an amazing book. And uh, so it is number 17, I believe, in the series of books uh, so a lot of a lot of books in the series if you've never read it but um well worth the time to put into it uh and you can find me producing content for eye accessibility you can find me on the hands-on safety podcast along with megan you can find me at leslie l-e-s-l-i-e at iaccessibility.net and you can follow me on Twitter at Lady underscore Lessa. That's L-A-D-Y-L-E-S-S-A. Uh, my pick for this time is uh, also book-related. Um, it's not a book, but it is uh, book-related. I uh, ordered the Kindle, uh, or not, the, they call it, they don't call it the Kindle Fire Tablets, the Amazon Fire HD8, uh, the new one. And I'm here to report that the voice view uh, stuttering issues have been fixed from the older Fire 8 tablet. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, they have a USB-C charging and uh, they do financing without credit. So you can get it for like $18 a month. So um, awesome device. You get A-Lady built in. You get um, stereo speakers, USB-C. And if you look at different times of the year... Uh, you may be able to find them on sale. So uh, they're pretty awesome devices, 32, 64 gigs uh, of space, and you can get them with and without ads. So uh, really cool devices. So check the, check that out. Um, and really, even when they're not on sale, it's still a very affordable tablet. Right. And you can get, if you're a blind uh, reader and you use um, National Library Service's BARD program, they have Bard Mobile for these tablets. So uh, it's a cheap way to get into some really good books um, using your Bard account. I forgot they had a version for mm -hmm. the Fire. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's <laughs> so like, lots hmm. of book options. You can read on Bard. You have got Audible. You've got um, the ability to let Voice View read Kindle books. I'm pro I don't know if I'm going to get one or not, but, you know, I've made my feelings about the Victor Reader stream, I think, pretty clear on other shows. Is that um, why yours is hiding? Yeah, pretty much. It's scared <laughs> of me. No, I, uh, I just, I find I'm faster on more mainstream devices than I can be on the stream. And so, 
you know, if I if I were to get something like that, it would probably be like a Fire tablet over the stream. It also has an SD card slot, so you can put more memory in it. So, so right. does my stream. Right, but <laughs> but no, I yeah, that's I I had I didn't actually know they had an SD card slot. That's actually really cool because then you could have Bard save your books to your SD card and transfer them to your stream right. if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right. So awesome stuff um, on that device. So also compared to the stream, it's like eighty something dollars instead of four or five. Are they that cheap? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. And then you could do it like eighteen dollars a month for like five months. I thought the fire was like one ninety nine. No, and where wherever your stream is, it's now sobbing at the thought of being replaced. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the neat thing is, you don't get notification fatigue on this thing. I never have seen a notification on it on any fire tablet I've had. So, not even when like your Amazon packages arrive and stuff. No, I've never I, really see. Seen I I had tons of notifications. Really, when I had mine, but I really didn't set mine up with a bunch of apps either. Right, I didn't have a lot on there. I just had a lot of um, a lot of like book recommendations and mostly Amazon stuff hmm. that was coming through. But and yeah, I, I get tons to, of stuff. I also forget to check my notifications on there. So, oh well, the, then you don't check them. That doesn't mean you're not getting on them the, on the lock screen, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, you didn't get them on the lock screen, but you did get them in the notification right. area. Um, right. Uh, I never have seen them on the lock screen. That's what no. I mean. No, no, no. Okay. No, they wouldn't have been on the lock screen, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. You, you actually have to check. They're probably there. I think it's a cool tablet, and I highly recommend this year's because they do you know, have the USB-C, and they do, char- they do come with a charge block so you could charge your new iPhone with the Fire tablet. <laughs> okay, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it doesn't have lightning, but you know you could you know use its charge block, but um, you can charge the iPad with it. Um, <laughs> as far as where people can find me, you could find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M I K E D O I S E at iAccessibility.net. You can find me on Twitter. Just search for Mike Doeys. I'm Michael Doeys on Facebook. And I have my website at michaeldoeys.com. And you can find me all over the internet. So just look for me there. He's everywhere. Yes, I'm everywhere. I even have a Tumblr blog. Do you have TikTok? uh, Yes, I actually do have a TikTok account. (laughs) I don't have any content on TikTok, but I have an account. Because I I wondered what... uh, I was like, okay, I need to know what this thing is all about. And... There's some crazy crap on there, but you just don't want to stop looking to see what people are doing are so stupid at doing. So, yeah. I'll tell you someone to look up later. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. But, all right, guys, that's going to wrap up this live this live recorded episode on YouTube. I thought it went really well, so I'm really excited about it. So we hope you come back for next time. And uh, More stay- antics hope you guys didn't scare. I hope we didn't scare you guys away so much. Right. Right. <laughs> so uh, this has been awesome. We're going to definitely move to this format, I think, and it's really been great. So thank you, everybody, for being here, and we'll see you next time on another IACast episode. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. 
Facebook, search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.